What is up, everybody? And welcome to the Joe Kilgallen Podcast, a.k.a. Kilgallen's Pub. I'm your host, your boy, your pal, your amigo, one Joe Kilgallen. I hope everyone has had themselves one fuck of a week so far. It is a Tuesday you'll be listening to this on, or maybe it's, uh, I don't know, late Monday night. I'm recording this on a late Monday night, but sometimes I like to pretend it's the same day you're listening to when it first comes out. I don't know why. Nobody gives a shit. Right, most people don't even say the day of their podcast. I listened to Dana Carvey and uh, what's his face, David Spade's podcast recently because they did like a Chris Farley thing. You guys know how much I love Chris Farley. I didn't hear them go today is such and such day. So why do I have to do? It? I don't know because I'm doing it by myself. I like to have a little fucking dialogue going on with you guys. Anyhow, um, I'm doing well, and as always, I like to start off each podcast with a little bit of gratitude. And this time, I need to lean into it a little bit more. Um, been feeling a little off these last few days, so I gotta like fucking lean into this shit and really be thankful to you guys who have been supporting this podcast, you Patreon subscribers. <sighs> you guys keep me going. I love you very much. Uh, reminder: everybody can join the Patreon for as little as three dollars a month. Helps keep the podcast going. Really appreciate everything and everybody. Um, and if you don't, you know, if you can't afford that, share the YouTube links. Share the links. Watch my stand up on YouTube. All that stuff. It all helps. It all goes back to this guy's pocket. So I really appreciate that. Uh, you had a bonus episode last week. A bonus episode will be up later today. Today, meaning Tuesday, January 24th. So hopefully you enjoy that as well. All right. I got to start this off, uh, this podcast with a birthday shout out. Today is the day of birth of my wife. It's the wife's birthday, everybody. My lovely wife, Nicole. Happy birthday to her. Um, she's a wonderful person. Let's see if she even listens to the podcast. I don't think she does, by the way, everybody. So I could say some really crazy shit. No, I'm kidding. But I'm going to say this. She's an amazing woman. I am incredibly lucky to have her. Uh, she has to be married to this psychopath. So what a woman, right? What a woman. Um, she really is amazing. The greatest mom. I love her so much. She is, um, seriously, I'd be lost without her. I really would. Let's see. Uh, you know, every now and then, um, you know, I don't know. Maybe I just need to appreciate her more. I, t- I think I tell her a lot. I think I do a good job of that. Uh, we'll test to see if she really listens to the podcast, though. I am the the hot one in the relationship. I am the better looking person in the relationship. Um, but she's beautiful, too. But to be prettier than me is a very hard thing for any woman to pull off. Um, so, you know, but she is she is smoking hot in the same regard. So it's tough. You're, you're married to a guy like me. And you're not the hot one in the relationship. That's just rough. You know what I mean? Rough. Uh, <laughs> she is great. Happy birthday to my wife. If you guys know my wife, um, say happy birthday. If you don't know her, don't fucking say happy birthday. Don't be a creep. Wishing people you don't know a happy birthday on the internet. Who the fuck are you? Huh? Don't be a, be a normal person. If you, if you met her, if you saw me out with her, and we ran into each other in public and be like, hey, I heard it was your birthday. I listened to the podcast. Then you could say happy birthday. But don't go seeking her out to wish her a happy birthday. Have some fucking class. Ugh. No, I'm kidding. My listeners would never do that. I've got the best listeners. I really do. Uh, so yeah, wife's birthday. You know, got her some gifts, had some cake, saw the family. Sons made some cards. They colored some pictures. It's a great birthday. I hope she enjoyed it. I really do. Um, every year with birthdays, though, I always feel like, did I do enough? It's a natural feeling. Like you always feel like, did you give up that person as much as you possibly could? I don't know. I think that really shows you how much you care and how much you love. If you ever have that feeling like you're like, ah, I could have gone a little bit further. I could have done more. But then when you get older, it's tough. And dude, I've talked to my 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 buddies about this. The boys. Talk to the boys. 
women are hard to shop for because they don't have any, they don't have as much um, or as many like crazy hobbies as we do. Like I'm pretty easy to shop for, right? I'm a big sports fan. So buy me something sports related. I'm going to be a happy guy. I like memorabilia. You know what I mean? I, I'm like the shit I'm into. I'm really into, you know, like my wife was buying me Marvel shirts for a while. Cause I was really into Marvel. So she'd give me like Marvel shirts. Oh, here's Captain America shirt. I'm like, great. Love it. I'll wear it to work out. I'll wear it, you know, underneath a cool jacket and on stage. Like that's the shit I like. She knows I love the Chicago Cubs. Here's a new Chicago Cubs thing. Awesome. I'm happy. Right. You like whiskey. Here's a bottle of it. Right. There's like guys. Are, I feel like guys are so fucking easy to shop for. Whenever I hear women bitching where it's like, men, what do you want? I remember seeing that like on TikTok a couple years ago. It's like, guys, what do you want for Christmas? You're so hard to shop. No, we're fucking not. If you meet a woman who says men are hard to shop for, she's fucking a dope. Could that mean she just is not aware of the guy, like of what his interests are at all? Because we're so easy to pay. Like we really are. Oh, you like that band a lot? Cool. I'll get you a shirt of that band. Or I'll get you one of their fucking cool rec- uh, albums on vinyl. So just what we're easy. As far as clothes go, like we fucking wear whatever you give us. We don't really give a shit. You know, as long as it fits. I don't know. I just feel like guys are easy because we seem to have like bigger hobbies and bigger passions. That's why whenever I go shopping for my wife, I always see stuff for myself. I'm like, oh, I fucking kind of want that sweatshirt, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Like a hooded sweatshirt. We like funny sayings. You know, it's a big thing now. Nostalgia. Find like, what's his, what was his favorite TV show growing up? Oh, he liked Seinfeld. Cool. Here's a Seinfeld t-shirt. That dude is fucking through the roof. How pumped he is when he gets something like that. You know, it's just we're easy, fun stuff. Get something autographed. Even if we're not into autographs and memorabilia, it's something cool. You throw it on the wall. Not hard. We're not hard. But women, I feel like, don't have. I'm not saying that all. There's some women who are really into certain shit. And then that's easy. Love my wife to death. But she doesn't have like that one thing that she's like really, really into. You know, there's not like I have that de facto where it's like, oh, Joe loves the Beatles. He loves Nirvana. Likes Oasis. He likes the fucking Cubs. Likes the Bears. Likes the bull, you know. I like Chicago sports teams. I like Man City. Um, I'm trying to think what other shit I'm really into. And I, Marvel stuff, like comedy. I love anything comedy. You know, find me like a real cool old comedy record. I, I'm just easy. I'm a fucking easy going person with that with this kind of shit. Um, See, so yeah, I think the stress. You guys are hearing the stress in my voice a little bit. It's because I was. I am feeling like I could have gone bigger with a present, and she seemed like, oh no, this is all everything you got me was awesome. But I always feel like ah, I fucking could have gotten more. There's always next year. Or is there? Who knows? Life is fucking precious. (laughs) Who knows what tomorrow brings, right? I do like that attitude. Uh, You don't fucking know. You don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Have that fun today. There's a lyric on an Oasis song I heard the other day. The right time is always now, so go let it out. I can't sing. That's one of my big regrets in life. What is, Is there a talent out there you wish you had, listeners, that you just, you don't have it and it kills you a little bit inside? For me, it will always be singing. I honestly believe if I could sing, and not not even a great singer, but a good singer, one a good enough where if one, when I started singing, people would be like, "Oh yeah, he's pretty good." I would have I'd have been lead singer of a band for sure. I'd have to have a different look though. I don't have a good lead singer hair. I don't have a good lead singer head. You know, I'd have to like really. I would have to have grown it out. I wouldn't have gone super long with it, but like curly wavy kind of but like a little bit you know who had great rock star hair that i kind of thought maybe if my hair grew long it could have emulated that a little bit gavin rossdale from bush wasn't the biggest fan of that band the first album was pretty good bush 16 stone that came out like 1995 had machine head and shit pretty good i know a lot of people like to hate on them for whatever reason 
But if you're being honest with, your, with yourself, that's genuinely a pretty solid album. And then after that, I don't remember liking a single thing they put out. I don't think maybe one or two hits. Uh, but that dude had some cool hair and he was banging Gwen Stefani. How cool did she used to be? Gwen Stefani used to be so badass. Do people don't even realize about her? But she's 50 years old. But she's still, you know, she's she's plastered herself up so much. Nobody, nobody knows what age she looks like. You know, people get to a, a point where they've had so much plastic surgery. You're like, what is that supposed to be? Like, what were you going for? What age were you trying to look like? 39? I, I don't know. Um, but she was fucking cool. You know what I mean? She was like a punk rock chick. She liked ska, though. She went into that. But she would, like, sing along with, like, punk bands before No Doubt was anything. She had, like, brown hair. She was just, like, a cool punk rock type chick. And then even when she broke into No Doubt with the ska sound and all that kind of stuff, she still had, like, that cool, like, quality to her. Um, like, she would talk a little. Like, she was fun and she was sunshine. I mean, you're from fucking Anaheim. You can't be, like, have a mean streak to you. But I felt like she still had a little bit of a badass side to her wrote some great tunes and then she just became a pop star and then went further into the pop shit. I don't mind it when people like fucking mix genres a little bit there, but the way she did it and then she starts, you know, she leaves Gavin Rosdale or maybe it was amicable. Maybe they were both like, ah, oh, this is, we, we've, we're celebrities who've been together for 20 years. That's probably enough. Right. That's probably what their thought was. And then, uh, and then she goes to Blake Shelton guy who I just find to be such a drip. I'm sorry if you're, I, he's probably talented. I think he wrote a lot of those country hits for other people. So I'm not denying that, but there's just nothing about that dude's personality where I'm like, oh, he's fucking cool. Yeah. That guy. Hell yeah. I, I want to hang out with that dude. No, he's just, he's a drip. He seems boring to me. You know, he feels like he'd always be like, you'd just be talking too slow. He'd start to tell you a story and you'd be like, get to the fucking point guy. Holy shit. I don't care how many horses there were. Just say there was a shitload of horses. It's like, well, I want to get the right number. I don't fucking care. Like, I don't know. I don't know Blake Shelton well enough to talk this much shit. I'm just going based off appearance and the way I see him on that show. He kind of just leans in and then he talks shit to that other guy that everyone kind of knew was a douchebag. And then it came out he was a douchebag. Adam Levine. Is that his name? Who the fuck did I have on the podcast and we talked about like that with? Lisa Traeger or Lisa Curry? One of those. Either a Lisa or a Lisa. Where we talked about how Adam Levine... You know, Maroon 5 dude got in all this trouble because he's married, but he was hitting on chicks. He was a dude that was like, didn't have any game, but then became a celebrity. So he never really needed game because you're a celebrity. Because the way he was talking to women, it's like, dude, who the fuck talks like that? Um, Yeah, I don't know. That shit just made me laugh my ass off. But yeah, Gwen Stefani used to be cool as fuck. And uh, and now, I don't know. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm still a fan. Like I'm happily married, of course, but like she was, she'd be on my list perhaps only because like I was so into her in grade school. There's a couple women that were like, I was so into in grade school that if I was ever like able to hook up with other women, like allowed to say I was single or say, we're just in a world where that happens. What's it called? They're going to hall pass, right? My celebrity hall pass. Maybe I'll make that a list for the Patreon. Ooh, it's, it'll entice you, but just to give one or two away. I was obsessed with Gwen Stefani when I was 12. We're talking No Doubt, Tragic Kingdom, that album. I think, I don't know when that came out, but I, age 11 to 12, I remember being into her. I had like her poster, pictures of her, I cut out of my sister's magazines. Dude, I was into her. And then there was Pamela Anderson and Yasmin Bleeth. Yasmin Bleeth's life did not turn out well, sadly. I probably could easily hook up with her now um, if I were single again. Pamela Anderson is just an all-timer, and so is Gwen Stefani. Obviously, there are celebrities now that are my age, are a few years younger, a few years older that 
have outshined the women I just mentioned, but there's still something about your early crushes. You know, like Tiffany Amber Thiessen, who played Kelly Kapowski on Save the Bell, older than me. Topanga, too, older than me. If I had a shot at either of them, just because you owe it to your younger self. I think that's what a lot of life is. You think about your younger version of yourself and think, how happy would they be? If I, everyone always thinks to themselves, if I could get in a time machine and go back and talk to 10 to 12 year old me and say, dude, look what we're fucking doing now. I think everyone would, you know, you, you want to please that person next to maybe your parents and you're like, love your significant other husband, wife, girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever your younger version of yourself is who you really want to please the most. And then I guess when you have kids, you want to please them too, but in a different way, you know, but like how badass would it be if me, Joe Kilgallen could go back to talk to 12 year old Joe and be like, dude, see the women on these posters. I fucked them all, bro. Yeah, dude. All of them, man. Yeah, I know how great is our life. I owe the city a lot in parking tickets. Uh, I anxiety through the roof and um, been cheated out a lot of stuff. Not really cheated, but feel, feel wronged. I feel like uh, my talent should have me up to here, but it's not have me up to there. But anyway, those three women on the, on the wall. Oh, dude. I can tell you so many things, man. Guess where someone has a fun freckle, like all that stuff, right? That's what you would tell the younger version of yourself. I imagine. Um, all right, let's, uh, let's change gears a little bit here real quick. I am now, what am I? I got one more week to go. Today's the 24th. You're listening to this. I have not had a drop of alcohol in the month of January. I'm doing that dry January. I remember everyone telling me, oh my God, you're going to feel so much better giving up alcohol and the effects physically and mentally, it's going to be tremendous, dude. Those people are fucking liars. Okay. I hate this shit. It's awful. And it's, again, it's different. If you are someone out there who never got into drinking or drank to the point where it's like, this is unhealthy and you are now a recovering alcoholic, I support you fully. I got your back, but this, I was not that I was not an alcoholic. Okay. I chose to do this for like, just for the fuck of it to think, Hey, you know, it's probably, probably will be good. I'm sure my liver's loving this. I'm sure. My liver's going like, this is wonderful. We get to recharge and refresh and all that kind of nonsense, but my body and more importantly, my mind and the most important, my soul hate this sober nonsense. There is just something nice about having a drink, doing what I do as a comedian, living in the city of Chicago, just my culture. It's everything. I love drinking. I like the social aspect of it. I don't love getting drunk. And I really have only gotten drunk a handful of times in the last year. I don't have, I don't have a problem. So the people who don't have a problem, we get to fucking enjoy this shit. And again, as long as you're not abusing it, it's not affecting, you know, relationships and commitments and stuff like that. Fucking pull up a goddamn stool and let's fucking have a cold one and, and pour some into a little glass and throw that back as well. Damn it. I miss it. I really do. I miss it. Um, yeah, I don't know why. Like, and I, and look, I've, I've come to realize I've got some anxiety things going on with me that I've been trying to deal with, but giving up alcohol, I think it's caused more anxiety, believe it or not. And some of the advice is like to, they, they say drink less or, or avoid that. And I'm like, no, not helping whatsoever. I don't think so. I, I, I think I need it. It's the lack of it. I, it's a social thing for me too. Um, yeah, I just, I miss that edge. And I keep thinking to myself, like, what's going to be the first drink I have back when dry January is over? I think I'm just going to go to the first beer I fell in love with 
and that's an ice cold Miller Lite. The colder, the better. I mean, ice cold. And I know at bars they open it for you, but I would love it if I could say, hey, can, can I do the category of the honors? Can I please? And they hand me over that cold Miller Lite, and I just go to the twist off. So I just, you take that first sip. And right when you think, oh, I should put this down, you go, no, a little bit more. So it's like a get that little like fucking swallow. And then you put it on the fucking stool. You look up at the people near you and you just got a little smile. Not a big smile, just a little one. And you're just like, that's fucking it right there, boys. That is fucking it right there. Oh, man, did I miss that thing? You know, let's have a hundred. Let's drink a hundred of these right now. Like, I cannot. I'm getting excited. I don't think I'm going to make it through the month, though. I got too much going on this weekend. I'm going to call it early. But again, 24 days so far without drinking alcohol. The longest 24 day stretch probably since I was in high school. Um, it's, I'm proud of myself for doing it. I know I can do it. I've taken weeks off here or there. I don't drink at home really, but this sucks. <laughs> I can't wait to get back. on. I want to be part of the team again, guys. I want to be part of the team. And I'm looking forward to seeing you out there. Those of you I get to see. And those of you who I have not yet met, one day we'll fucking clink a glass together. All right. The NFL playoffs are going on this weekend. Uh, victories were had by the Cincinnati Bengals, the Kansas City Chiefs. So they will meet next week in the AFC championship game. On the NFC side of the ball, we have the Eagles beat the fuck out of the Giants and the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboyed it up, losing to the 49ers. A lot of questionable play calls there. But here's what's interesting. This happens. It's now become an annual fucking thing. Teams uh, blow it. Their star player plays bad, whatever. And inevitably, there's videos that go viral all over the interwebs of people burning their jerseys. Dak Prescott, you failed us. Fuck you. I'm not a fan anymore. And then they burn the jerseys. And Skip Bayless, 71-year-old or so, whatever the fuck age he is, Skip Bayless did it. You should have seen this clowner. He threw it in the trash. I don't know what he did. Marching through his kitchen, throwing it in the garden. It's like, and then his partner, Shannon Sharp, is trying to fight NBA players sitting courtside. I'm like, how fucking embarrassing are those two? You're grown men. That's fucking embarrassing. I guarantee you some troll or who's ever fucking works for Fox Sports. Fox Sports 1 is the network they're on. I don't know anyone who watches that by choice. I don't. Their personalities are garbage. I don't know anyone who's like, oh, I watch Fox Sports over ESPN. And ESPN isn't even that good anymore either. I think there's just so much with social media and, and podcasts and everything that you don't need to rely on ESPN. Yeah, SportsCenter is great because you get the highlights. So I know, I know people who still choose to put SportsCenter on in the morning and see what's what while they're getting ready, while they're throwing some toast in before they have to run off to work. I get that, but I don't know. I'd be hard-pressed. Maybe I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong, but I'd be hard-pressed to find someone who's like, no, dude, Fox Sports, that's my favorite. I love watching Skip and Shannon. Those are my guys. It's like, really? Because the only time I see anything from them is their clips. I think their clips get posted on social media, and people go, wow, these two are fucking idiots. And they watch it, and they comment, hey, you're a fucking idiot, and that helps it go viral. And so Skip and Shannon think, hey, we're popular. You're not, though. People fucking hate you. And so I think he's doing that shit, getting tough on, getting tough with NBA players courtside, and he's like marching through his kitchen, wearing his Skechers, throwing away or burning an NFL jersey, just so people talk about them. It's sad. I hope I never get to that point. And if I do, please call me on it. Please, please say, Joe, we know what you're fucking doing. You're better than this shit. 
God, and, and sports fans everywhere, stop with the burning of the jerseys. Okay. You saw it seven, eight years ago on fucking Facebook or whatever and thought, oh, I'm going to try this. This is going to be really cool. I, I'll show them. And then people did it with like Colin Kaepernick and Nike. Oh, Nike supports this. I'm going to burn my Nikes. It's like you're, you're, it's just a fucking, it's a jag off move. Okay. It is. Oh, you don't like Dak Prescott anymore. He was your guy up until he had a bad game. Now you're going to burn the Jersey. You're doing it for clout. You're doing it for likes. You're trying to say, look at me. I'm more of a fan than you are, but no, you're more of a fucking tool than the other person is. And also the people who share the videos and say, don't be this fan. Fucking stop doing that too. All right. Cause we know not to be this fan. You want to really get people to stop doing the trend, the annual trend of burning a Jersey of a player who shits the bed. Stop sharing those fucking videos. Ignore them, ignore those fools. And eventually they'll stop doing it. You think people would go to the trouble of burning fucking shoes and jerseys in their backyard. If they knew three people would watch it. No, they, they know it's in their head. The same with the guys who are punching TVs. Now that's another new thing. The game will be over. There'll be a bad call or their team blows it. And they're standing there. They're like, I can't fucking believe this shit. And then they punch the TV. There was one yesterday. I saw it last night on Twitter. I think it was after the Dallas loss as well to the 49ers. The guy punches and then tries to break his TV in half. It was like a 24 inch television. And it was like, dude, you were planning on getting rid of that anyway. All right. Like TV. And I'm not like TV shaming anybody, but like it was a cheap piece of shit TV. TVs aren't even very expensive anymore. A couple times a year, they have sales where you can get like a 55 inch solid TV for a couple hundred bucks. Like it's not, this guy had a small TV that he broke in half and everyone was, even everyone in the comments was like, you fucking, you piece of shit. Everyone knows what you're doing here. Trying to go viral. Oh, look at this. These fans have put up with it enough. They're now breaking their own TV. But really what people are doing is they go, what a f- fucking loser. What a psychotic loser. If they think it's a real TV for the most part, it's not though. It's all set up. Everything's so fucking phony. Now can we go back? Can we go back to being genuine people? Do you remember that? Do you remember being real? Can we, we go back to being real fucking decent people anymore? Man, because there's some there's been a shift, and the shift was before COVID really started. There has been a fucking shift. I don't see thank you waves anymore. I, I don't see that at all. You know, I and I'm I'm fucking polite as shit on the road, dude. I dude, I'm so polite on the road. Sometimes I think to myself, man, I really hope there are people who are noticing this. You know, am I doing that for selfish reasons? A little bit. Yeah. I'd like other cars to stop and be like, hey, I've never seen anyone do what you just did. Oh, anticipate that people were going to come out of this parking lot. And I saw that at a red light 15 yards up. Why am I rushing to a red light? I stopped short. I let all these people come on in. Hey, no sweat off my back. You know what I mean? I'll be a little late for you guys. If it could benefit you, maybe one of you needs to go to work real bad. Maybe one of you is on your way to work. And if you're late again, you get fired. I'm not going to be that guy in your way. I'm going to be the guy that helps keep your job. That's what I'm going to be. I wish people would notice that, but like, dude, I don't get any thank you waves. People don't hold the door open much anymore. I hold the door open for people all the time. I don't feel like it's equal on the way back, but that's fine. I'm just trying to be a good example. That's all I want to be is a good example, but I'm telling you all this right now. If you have children, this is what you need to teach them the most holding the door open for people. And then when they get to the age where they could drive the thank you wave, those two things, you won't have to worry about your children. They will be a success. They, they, they will get at the very least be middle-class and get by. I'm not kidding you. All it takes is those two things because people who do the thank you wave are going to be successes in life. They are because they're taking the time. They notice they're be they're noticing when someone is doing a nice thing for them. And they're like, Hey, thanks. All that little extra, that little, Hey, thanks. 
those people very minimum will be in a job that pays them decently enough and, and they'll be happy. So if your parents out there, the thank you wave and holding doors open for people and you, you, you made it as a parent, if you get your kids to do those two things, it works out. Nobody who does the thank you wave in traffic gives that little, Hey, thanks. Thanks for letting me in. That person's not a rapist, right? That person doesn't litter. You know what I mean? That person pays their taxes on time, right? Same thing with someone who holds the door open for people, right? At the very minimum, now that I'm thinking about, I'm sure there's someone who holds the door open for people and then fucking, you know, murders cats. But like, for the most part, you focus on those two things. Everything else will fall where it may. I really believe in that. All right. Um, I do have some serious news as well. Uh, as you guys all know, a lot of people have been talking about the vaccine and the side effects. And uh, that's something I've really told anybody. But I, when I got my second dose of Moderna, every morning I woke up with uh, just like the hardest dick you've ever seen. Just a really, really hard penis. And um, before I was vaccinated, before I got the second vaccine, um, the second jab, that never happened, never happened to me. And now it's, it's every morning, every morning, like clockwork since I, since I took the Moderna vaccine and it's just, it's, it's really ridiculous. Um, it's beautiful. Really. I mean, it looks really good. Um, the veins in it now look almost decorative. It looks really sweet, but every morning since I've been vaccinated, I just wake up with just the hardest dick you've ever seen. And, um, it's just something to think about. You know what I mean? I just can't believe they mandated that. Do they really want everyone to just wake up with hard dicks? Um, I don't know what, what, what it's had, what, uh, what the effects have been with females. I don't know if the women out there are just waking up with just the wettest pussy of all time um, from getting, that's just Moderna though. You know, I don't know what Pfizer's results are, but it's just, they clearly rushed it. I just, they, they clearly rushed it. You know, I don't know. It's just, and we have to listen. We have to listen to each, each other and admit when we were wrong. I, I was wrong about the vaccine. I was I was wrong. I mean, when I when I got COVID, it was real. That my symptoms were extremely mild because I was vaccinated, um, which was nice. Like you know, the only people who were dying of COVID were people who weren't vaccinated. So, I mean, I still got COVID. You can still get it. It just it makes the it helps make the symptoms very weak. The vaccine, which is nice. But um, had they told me that I was going to just be waking up with just the the rock hardiest penis anyone's ever looked upon, you know, I probably won't, I might not have done it. You know, these are these are the, the pros and cons you have to weigh when um, the government forces a needle on you. OK, it's just it's just something to think about. All right. I wanted to throw my two cents in there as well. All right, I hope we learned a lot today. I hope we learned that drinking is awesome. I hope we learned that uh, burning jerseys is very dumb. You could just donate it. You could just not be a fan anymore, right? You could just be like, I don't like this team anymore. I have to light things on fire and give it away. Some kid might want that, right? Children worked hard on making that jersey. You could give it back to those children. And um, and to, you know, get vaccinated if you want that rock hard dick or that wet, wet puss. That's, those have been, these have been my Jerry Springer final thoughts to wrap up the whole podcast for this week. This week, beginning Monday, January 23rd. All right. Happy birthday to my beautiful wife. Happy birthday to the beautiful people in your world. Uh, remember, don't forget to check out the Patreon. We got weekly bonus episodes. The support will mean a lot to me. 
your boy, Joe Kilgallen. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Joe Kilgallen podcast, a.k.a. Kilgallen's Pub. As always, cheers.